Hello and welcome to the Outer World Podcast. I'm your host Nick, and today I'm here with my co-host Dingle Real. Hey guys, we're back. We're back finally. It's yeah, been a while. Um, lockdowns have gone to the point where we can um, meet again in person yeah. and, and, and film stuff. So we're back, which is we really are cool. We're sitting a fair distance apart, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is great because sometimes I feel like reaching out. And yeah, this is this is a safe distance for. <laughs> for social interactions generally so. um we are down a member today um yeah fellow co-host is uh fallen ill so yeah he's dying of strap throat i think no i thought it was the other one you said strap i thought it was the the one that we're not supposed to talk about no no no, okay. no it wasn't it's not that it's one not there. um yeah um so it's just us today and um Quite a lot has been happening in the, like the fab sphere, I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah. So should we start off with burgers? <laughs> we had reburger for dinner. <laughs> this could have burgers time. again. It's actually yeah the first time I've had burgers since uh, we went into lockdown. So that's like three yeah weeks. same same first burger in three weeks and it was pretty good. Not too it? bad. Yeah. yeah. They had their like Tuesday deal on. So it's like Tuesday cheaper. Where they do like a cheaper combo. Yeah, it was actually like pretty good value for money. So, yeah, we're not sponsored, but please sponsor us. Yeah, Reburger. Yeah. All right. Onto the onto the fab stuff, I guess. Well, I think we should first talk about the calling. Yeah. So that happened. Well, it must be not last weekend. The weekend before. Yeah. In the U.S. in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like um. From what I've seen, it looked like an epic event. Insane. Mass- massive amount of people. Insane you know? amount of people. Um, so, I like, mean, like, our early predictions going back, like, a couple of months, uh, my bold statement was there was a thousand, and there was a f- the, the rest of our guesses at that current point in time were a lot less, thinking it'd be a lot less. Just yeah, I, 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 I was thinking around, because of, the, because of the state of the world, I was thinking around 700 people would be yeah. a good number, but... You know, the turnout was crazy. You know, I think nine hundred and four people entered in the tales of yeah. Aria sealed event. That's the crazy. There is so many people to fit in one building. That's the task is insane. Yeah, that, that's crazy. And think, I think the biggest in-person card game tournament I've been to is what the the most um, the second most recent calling in New Zealand, which happened at the start of this year. That was like yeah. two hundred people, I think. No, it was a hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So one forty eight for the New Zealand call. Yeah. Yeah, one forty eight. So yeah, and it's yeah. like a completely other scale to us, so oh, two hundred No, that's for the recent one. I'm talking about the one before that. We only went to the one beforehand, which is the first one, which was hundred and fifty something. Like hundred and fifty seven or hundred and fifty two or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um Which is like one one eighth of, or well, actually like one seventh of, what was that there? So times that by seven. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like such a massive amount of people, and I'm, like, it looks so cool. You know, you had like cosplayers there, yeah. and, um, you know, um, famous like on some of the boards you can yeah. see like they had these massive banners of like the different like locales and stuff. The 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 enlarged hero cards were cool yeah. as well. Seeing all four of those out there cool i would kill for one of those um sheets oh the, the uncut sheets, sheets. yeah, yeah. i was cool. uh sort of hoping to see a legendary one but no no it makes sense that it wasn't but like part of me would have been thinking that would have been cool to see yeah that's that's such a cool like 
edition, right? Like that people can get for and like remember the event. You know, I was there, I got this, you know, frame those big hero cards and put them on the wall or, you know, what have you. So, yeah. Um, It would have been nice to get a big hero card. I would have liked a prism. Yeah. I'm talking about prism. Took took down the whole event. Yeah. Well done. Um, I believe his name is Taylor. I'm not sure. It's Taylor. I can't remember his last name. I think it starts with H. I, I'm not. I'm not I don't no, know. So I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure guess. his first name's Taylor. Okay. Yeah. We'll like, go. We'll go with that. Um. So apparently he beat seven chains on his way to top eight. Yeah. Or in top eight. I no, can't he remember. Beat them in top eight. But yeah, just on, over the course like of the over event. The course of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he'd come up with a very good strategy for beating yeah. chain and. You know, seeing Prism was a uh, win the event was like a pleasant surprise for me because I thought Chain was a, a full-on conclusion. You know, I thought that was just gonna, what was going to yeah. happen. Um, but yeah. It seemed like, so for him to get Chain matchups is uh, not necessarily one of the most favorable matchups for Prism, but it is a good matchup for Prism compared to some of the other matchups yeah. that Prism can have. So for him he probably already was like well chains it seems being, yeah. it's, it seems to be like some of the the chains over there were not very well prepared for the for, the, the, for the well as is, 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 he was actually playing fatigue yeah he was yeah. so i was not very well prepared for like the the aura fatigue yeah so this is very interesting to see you know so congratulations to him yeah well done. Know, massive achievement yeah be interesting um, to see what happens in the next one yeah yeah I think the next one is just a sealed event. Okay. When is that happening? It's soon, right? It's it's soon. I don't know. Gosh. I think it's like early October, isn't it? Like, first week. I'm not actually sure. Nats is supposed to be in a couple weeks down here. (laughs) No idea when it's actually going to happen. No one knows. Uh, It's getting concerning. The longer uh, it takes to actually tell us the dates, it makes it harder for other of us around the country to actually travel to yeah them. we can't really book um book flights on a tentative um date right yeah we need to know the confirm confirmed date before we can actually book so hopefully we get a, a confirmed yeah. date soon otherwise might not end up going which would be really unfortunate so yeah um yeah hopefully that gets announced soon yeah but yeah um so at the calling in las vegas um, Tales of Ari got like debu- debuted in full after like the very exciting spoiler season. Yeah. And we kind of got to see um, the whole set basically. Yeah. It was like, almost guaranteed that we were going to see the whole set from that day. There wasn't going to yeah. be any secrets hidden from us. Yeah. Did anything like really surprise you out of the, some of those cards that you saw um, coming out? Because we haven't really touched on it since the very start of the spoiler season when we revealed our spoiler. No. I mean. We were getting showing like amazing artwork already going into it, so yeah. like just adding to it didn't really change much. Uh, there wasn't anything that they really kept hidden for a surprise. The only thing that was yeah. a surprise was like the fable, really. Yeah. Which is the big fancy tree, as I like to call it. Yeah, I guess going back a little bit, um, just before the calling, uh, it was a big surprise to actually see Runeblade returning. Yeah. As the as the third class, yeah. it was uh, a lot of rumors. And a lot of speculation that it would have been a wizard, and we were were on the wizard train. Yeah, as well. uh, Liam got baited by it again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "It's going to be a wizard, like he, like he did last set, and it was it was Runeblade again." But yeah. <laughs> got him, <laughs> got him again for your time in a row. <laughs> James <laughs> James White's ticking up one on the tally. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, um, I guess that's the one here we haven't really touched on. Well, did we talk, uh, was all time spoiled? I don't think he was. Yeah, we, he was, yeah. Yeah, I think we see most of, I think I've, like, kind of given away my thoughts on all time over the, um, over some of the plus ones we've done over the, over the last week. Yeah. But, um, he's a very cool hero. Um, definitely has, like, some really, like, solid strengths. Also, like, really pronounced weaknesses. Yeah. And that he just doesn't have that many ways to push damage through and close out games. But he does have lots of ways to meddle with what your opponent's doing and be hyper-defensive. Yeah. He'll get developed going into the yeah, yeah. meta season, which is going to be great. Um... That said, we last weekend we had our pre-release event. Yeah, yeah. So um, we finally got to have um, like our first like glance at the cards in person. Yeah, you know, and beyond play them, put them together, figure out how yeah. to structure them. So fun. you and I ended up coming up with a very similar strategy because um, we were trying to run, win the pre-release events because um, we wanted to get some nice caution mats. Yeah, but um. The strategy was to play Briar. Yeah, well, well, we didn't originally start like that. So, um, over the course of that Saturday and that Sunday, we had two pods on the Saturday due to uh, social distancing for our restrictions and yeah. what we were. And then we had one on Sunday. And originally on the Saturday one, I believe me and you both chose Oldheim, uh, Oldheim, or Oldheim. Yeah. And then our first, first pod, but you switched out after your first game into one of your other heroes. Well, I didn't even play a game. I played a test game yeah. against uh, Liam, who was on Briar. And, um, and I switched on to... Like, we got like five turns in, and I was already pretty much dead. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't even play that many like insane cards. So it was raw commons. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I just realized how powerful the arcane was. And I was like, thinking about playing all... Like, because I had some Majestics for old times, that was kind of why I gravitated yeah, to building it originally. Yeah. Um, and then I just saw the power level of Briar, of the arcane damage, of the of how well you can stack, um, you know, uh, Nature's Surge and um, Bramble Spark um, with Electrical and, you know, some of the big Earth attacks. I went, yeah. why aren't I doing that? <laughs> you know, that seems like a really, like, easy way to play. Because, like, in that early stage of the release of the of the thing you kind of have to accept that you're not going to be playing perfectly because yeah. you don't know the cards very well so mistakes happen as well yeah so it's, it's usually a good idea to play aggro yeah because it's much more forgiving so if you're playing old home and you're wanting to control the game you know the same amount of my mistakes are more likely to cost an old home player the game than than a briar yeah so um that was kind of the idea and there was lots of really powerful synergies in that deck with the commons so that that was what i went with and it over the course of the day it did really well for me how about you uh so i played the first pot out on old i just played the whole thing out um lost every game except for the last round which i won um Oof. i had like two majestics for him and one of them was the awakening which i was like this is a crazy card and i like playing it it's just you got baited. take damage <laughs> and then go seismic surge and then next turn have a free attack because you got to yeah. fuse it and grab a card out of your team but yeah yeah it's a bait and then for our second pilot i switched to briar and yep. dominated just dominated yeah um yeah so my first pod i played briar and i beat old time in the first match like pretty convincingly yeah. though um he's one of your mates who's 
um, fairly newer to the game. Yeah. And the second game I played against um, played against Rowan on Lexi. She actually had a Voltia strikes strikes twice. Is yeah. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, and she um, she ice veined me with follow up. Turn two, turn three, turn four. It was not a close game. Well, yeah. it ended up being close in the end, but yeah, she just got so much off that at the very start. Then I had kind of like one turn where I couldn't really do anything with four cards, even though I had a massive tempo advantage at that point in the game, and I just lost off that. Yeah. So, yeah, very close game. Um, but yeah, man, really makes you appreciate the power of those majestic weapons. Eh? Yeah. Chilling Ice Vein is a strong card. Yeah, going into the second part, I ended up working out that I had about 14 arcane damage split between my cards for my Briar. So I was like, it just makes more sense because that's, that's insane. That's technically 14. 14 free damage, right? Uh, over the course of the game. I think I had three or four in like any one of my Briar yeah. decks. Like uh, some of the, um, you know, the, like the Singeing Steel Blade, yeah. which is really powerful because you can. Um, arcane damage is so good in Briar because you can force through those embodiment tokens. Yeah. And once you force them through, you can actually block some of your non-attack actions. Yeah, and then I had um, Inspire Lightning. That's the one. I read, yeah. I read one of those. And uh, in two of my games out of the three or four in that second pod, I drawed it first turn while starting first turn. And it's just a three free damage yeah. that they can't do and i got to yeah. i got to play it to set up for a lightning as well in arsenal and attack mm-hmm. which is like basically a perfect first turn yeah because you usually if you physically attack them first turn they just block it and you gain nothing i got to do free damage create a go again token arsenal mm-hmm. free it and draw four cards and yeah they get nothing because there's nothing they can do in my first game against liam on stream Oh, I had like a really busted first turn where I drew both of my amulets on the first turn. I just played them both and got an embodiment to pass. It's just like so far ahead off that. Just have so much ability to turn the game around on those cards. So, yeah. Just amulet being a of setup. Lightning ended up being really, yeah. really, really good. I found yeah, Amulet of Hearth was good as well. Oh, yeah, I won it off that. Um, I think it was like my second game in the second pod. Um, yeah. I had two Amulet of Earth and I go in for, I go in for nine and I had Earth Fuse, so I could use it. Mm. And I don't think he realized it, but he blocked nine, and I just go instant speed, pop, instant speed, yeah. pop. And yeah, and I think one of the the other big advantages of going Briar is that you get access to the insane combo that is, you know, only using two different common cards, is you go Briar Spark into Stirring Wildwood with an Earth Fuse. That combo of Bramble cards... Spark. Yeah, 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 Bramble Spark. Uh, into Stirring Wildwood with an Earth card. Yeah. And it's just such an insane combo. It costs two resource, so it's four cards total, yeah. but it's like 15 damage. Um, and it usually gets you, like, two tokens. And it's just huge. It's so hard to stop. And it just kind of comes out of nowhere as well, because you can arsenal one of the other cards usually. Or, less than 15, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of damage for, like, it's a like sealed four deck. Four plus five, nine... 10, 11, 12, 12 damage plus one arcane. Yeah, so 13, 13, 13 yeah. yeah. And that happened to me in the, in the last pot. I got hit by that turn two twice on two, two different games. I got hit by it in my game against you yeah. in the third round and in the second round. I managed to narrowly win that second game, but in that third game, you then followed it up with two, two red twine lightnings to go again the next turn. Yeah. And I was just so thoroughly out of the game at that point. That was insane. Yeah, I, so I didn't... Um, I didn't do the... So I did that to you on that one yeah 
But then in my next game after that, in my last round, you you came in and saw the turn where I went Bremble Spark, revealing um, the Earth card that gives plus four. Yeah. And then I got to play that as well as playing the the Stir Wildwind. It just yeah. means you don't get to choose. I didn't get to fuse the Stir the the Wildwind for the plus two on the Earth attack, but I yeah. already had a plus four from the other one. Yeah. And it ended up being like one arcane for 15 or 14 damage yeah it's just so much damage right yeah. and yeah so which won me my, yeah my didn't get game. to play mark against too much i think people cottoned on that briar was the most obviously powerful yeah. pretty quickly so after that first one my my a lot of my matchups just ended up being mirrors, mirrors yeah which is just then a race for arcane right yeah i think there's a lot of ways that you can play around it um I think there's a lot of skill in where you choose to let your opponent make embodiments and how you attack and block. And, yeah. And I don't think it's the easiest deck to to build 100% really well. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of room for for skill to express itself in, in sealed deck in this format. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It did make it feel like, though, like, after the weekend... I was to play another sealed. Event. You just play like four brides in a row. Yeah, and it just uh, it gives yeah. you the the feeling that it's the only choice. You're forced to play this, otherwise you're just uh, asking to lose. Yeah, I mean, if you draw, it. if you do get really good other cards, like some of the more powerful majestics, and you can play other classes. But a... I think in like every, pretty much every sealed format in Flesh and Blood, there's always been one class that you just yeah. if no. Just has the best commons or the best pile, and you just play that if nothing else like really speaks to you. Like in Monarch, we had had Prism. Yeah. Prism was by far and away the best deck to play if your pool was just kind of average. Yeah. And like, the problem is, is like I feel like like it was like this good, whereas Briar and Edge sealed slots like this much better, you know? Yeah. Like, just because of how unblockable damage some yeah. of the damage is. Like you can block the damage against Prism if you can, like if you have the cards. Yeah. But then, of course, some leaks through, or you pop in, and it's not a threat. But with Briar, there's just like how much arcane, unblockable damage did, did your yeah. opponent get, and how quickly did they get to it as well. I do think there's some uh, some more decks that are good. I think like there's a a pretty powerful like lightning Lexi build that you can do um, that runs like entwine lightning and the other go again lightning one, and you yeah. just play um, with the extra. One with you, a lightning fuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go again. Yeah, and it's like, uh, it's, is it the hand? No, 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 no. Yeah, I know what card you're talking yeah. about. No, so there's one card that has go again if you play it from Arsenal. That's a lightning okay. attack action, and there's another oh, element. The yeah, the and there's an the, elemental attack action that gets go again. Baited wizard on it. Yeah, if you fuse it with lightning. Yeah. So, um, you play like those cards. So you're like flipping lightning cards from your arsenal, and then you're also like. Attacking with these lightning cards so that have on hits. the one from Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. Lightning's one revealing the lightning card. Yeah. Yeah, so you play like a bunch of those cards and then you just try and like foster a bunch of damage. Yeah. I think in my second or third turn against you, like, like a second turn against you after like my second turn against you, I went and twine lightning and twine lightning and then. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Steel Blade or something like that. Yeah, it's like, it just, wow. You just right. had 30 damage in two yeah. turns. Yeah, that game was uh, not close. <laughs> But it's yeah. like, oh, you got damaged yet. I'll take it. I have, twi- yeah. I have like, three zero costs and then one lightning card in my hand. Yeah. I do think aggro is considerably better than control. Yeah. Um, just not having any armor that blocks is 
makes it so much harder to control the game to yeah. find a pivot point to to turn they, around they, the they big did make things feel no. funky was almost all the armor pieces didn't well, feel good all, all the all the armor doesn't have any yeah none of it had blocking it just didn't as well as like the effects they were like in most cases most of them felt yeah. very they're very, very minor right yeah i think like the you know the lightning hand one was quite good yeah same um, with the cracker jacks if yeah you, if you had either plus, of them plus one damage on an attack is often quite relevant yeah especially like because there's no armor to block getting over a breakpoint is a lot better yeah. than, um than and usual the, the room blade boots were very good yeah if you had pre-lined it you could get it off and then yeah I found like the you know the earth helmet the least you get um you spend three resources and you get a card back from your hand. I didn't didn't pull one. Didn't pull one. I played one. I think I had one in two pods. Um, and one time I didn't it's use like it the flume, entire time. And the, right? Yeah, and the second time I used it to get a bramble spark yeah. back for one extra arcane for lethal. Um, there was a time when um, deep blue was good. I had I had a deep blue. That, that seems good. to be like one of the most obviously good equipments, yeah. right? But. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's... Like, the thing about the equipment is that they're so generic that, like, none of them are really reasons to play one class or another. You know, like, in Monarch, if you pull, um... If you pull the Warrior Gauntlets, I forget exactly what they're called. They give you plus one on your weapon swings until end of turn um, for breaking them and they have battle 1-1. One, one. They're, like, a really good reason to play Bolton. Because yeah. just off a single blue and, like, one soul point, you can, um come in for like seven damage off one blue and that's insane and sealed when the when the life goes really low you know so just like there's nothing really that pulls you like that i did have someone try to activate um old time to stop and inspire lightning and i was like yeah it's, a, it's an action not an attack and yeah he's like oh. rip yeah <laughs> Yikes. yeah so if you can actually block uh, the arcane from um, from Briar's weapon. Yeah. What you have to do is um, because the arcane from Briar's weapon requires that you have played an attack action. Yeah. What you need to do is block out the attack fully, then defense react with an earth card um, to prevent the next two damage, and then block the weapon attack as well. And then that prevent the next two damage will work on that arcane. But it's so clunky. Yeah. Um, requires you to block everything anyway. That's not really that good. Yeah. Yeah, so Briar is the way to go, we think. Yeah, no way. I, I feel like there's nothing really else to play in the sealed, which is unfortunate. I feel like you have to have very, very good pulls. Yeah. To yeah. consider anything else. I don't really think it's a strike against Arya, yeah. to be honest. I don't um, think so either. But I think uh, it changes a lot in draft. Yeah, yeah. Draft yeah. is always, I think, the preferable limited format. Yeah. Um, it's not so good, um, like, Seal definitely has its place. Like, it's great for when cards are new, because otherwise, like, uh, draft can take a bit too long. People just spend ages reading every single card in the pack, yeah. and it's like, with Sealed, you get an hour or 30 minutes or however long minutes, yeah. to just build your deck and, you know, work out what your cards do, have a quick look, get a test game in, maybe, yeah. and then and then you're away, you know. But with, Seal, with, with draft, you kind of need to know what the cards do to... Yeah. to have any shot at building anything like semi-decent yeah. so i'm looking forward to drafting aria i think i think there'll be a lot of fighting over briar which means that the playing the other two heroes 
Yeah, I actually think like Lexi gets a lot stronger. Yeah. Because like what you, what happens in um, draft is that you tend to get more like good cards. Like in sealed, you just tend to play the thing that has the most cards. Yeah. But in limited, because you can pick for a different hero, you end up getting better cards on average. So you have like more red arrows. You might get more chilling ice veins or stuff for for Lexi, which makes her a lot stronger. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. There's a massive difference between two chilling ice veins and four chilling ice veins. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing playing the draft format. I think old time gets a lot better too. Yeah, I definitely think so too. Because you just get um, get more ways to like be aggressive and deal damage. Yeah. Build that like a token strategy with the auras. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's it for pre-release. We got some pretty good pulls. Well, I did, I guess. You got you got kind of shafted on your pulls, unfortunately. Yeah. One of my pods, I uh, got no Majestics at all, which is common yeah. to rare. But it ended up being a very, very strong Briar pull. Yeah. And I just ended up just dominating winning? with yeah. it. Yeah. I was pretty lucky. I managed to get um, a, a couple of cold foils, and I also managed to, in some of my prize packs, get a Heart of Ice cold foil, yeah. which does get shown off in, in one of our plus ones that are coming out shortly. So, yeah, very, very pretty card, and I'm very, very lucky to have pulled one yeah. so early on. But, yeah. Um, that said, and, well, what is it? Two more days from now, two more days and a couple of hours from now, we'll be basically open, opening, opening now. And full boxes, yeah. you know, actually get all of our cards ready yeah. for, for filming and playing the game, which is exciting. That, that's from when we're recording this video. When this video yeah, is out, yeah. it'll be, like... One the, day in a few hours, yeah, roughly. Yeah, it'll be a lot closer. Yeah, but, but, yeah, I guess regarding the new set, we've had some exciting news just today. I guess we'll move on to our card of the week now. Oh, um, so we... I think we should preface this our way into there first. Um, okay. So today we had the first um, ban restrictions announcement that we've seen since Drone of Brutality. Yeah, which was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Did you, did you expect this to happen? I mean, for me personally, seeing Dustblade, I thought it was powerful pretty much straight off the bat. When I saw it, I was like, this is nuts. Like, you can just slow down your play. But, like, I guess, like, gain and gain and gain. on more of, like, a low level, did you expect them to ban cards, like, at all? I expected something to happen with Dustblade, or, like, something to happen with it being the release notes to say how it worded differently or something. Uh, Honestly, I didn't see Seeds of Agony disappearing. Well, I I I was the opposite. I didn't think they would... um, uh, if you don't know the news, um, as of the 24th, Seeds of Agony uh, is banned in both Construct and Blitz formats, and Duskblade is banned in constructed formats. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't see it happening. Um, so, I really wanted them to ban something, because I thought Chain was oppressive, and to be honest, not very fun to play. Yeah. And there's a good reason to not play the game at the moment, is because he's, he's not very fun. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people I know have felt the same way for quite a long time i haven't played so, like the last few armories just because i just don't want to just don't want to play against it. chain yeah. yeah and like some of the other decks like the way he encourages you to play um sorry i guess we'll just get a little bit more in depth into to why chain is not great but the way chain works is that he's a 
really aggressive deck that also relies a lot on variants. Yeah. So sometimes he's unbelievably fast, yeah. and he just leads to games where you have zero chance of winning. Yeah. And some other decks do that as well, but not as bad. And you can try and fatigue him, but as as we found out as the meta progressed, it became like impossible to do that. Um, yeah. if the chain prepared his sideboard right yeah. and just building your entire strategy around someone's sideboard decisions is not a fun way to play really yeah. you know if you're just blocking the whole game it's not very fun to block the whole game and then oh they put this card in their deck so i lose yeah so um you know that's not a very enjoyable way to experience the game so the way that um w- was deemed to beat chain was to somehow go faster so this meant the decks that would compete with Chain were very high variance aggro decks, meant to be as bursty as possible to somehow race them. That did change. With, um, our, our opinion on that did change though. Once we started seeing some of Lexi's cards, and you could see that there was um, yeah an ability to make them pay more resource to do things with the frostbite tokens. It made mm. it seem like that there was an ability to slow down the chain. Yeah, and they'd have to be more yeah. resource. So, so that yeah so that's how monarch meta went everyone's playing well new zealand is playing like a lot of like really fast quite high chance uh, aggro decks yeah. um yeah we see lexi and she looks like and, and oldheim and oldheim looks like he can maybe fatigue chain he's got so many defensive abilities he can stop going in he makes opponents discard cards and lexi looks to do the same with the with the uh, frostbite tokens and whatnot yeah. but, then, but then we see dustblade and it's like it doesn't when you've seen it like originally a lot of people were like um uh like it's just not gonna be like it's not gonna be still not gonna be the weapon of choice i yeah i had the complete wrong take on this card yeah i which i guess you're getting into i saw the card and was like god sucks (laughs) zero chance ever makes it into a chain deck it's a terrible card yeah so and yeah. The the reason my evaluation was wrong is because I did not read the card. <laughs> yeah. So um, the way I understood it is I guess I took like my preconceived notions of balance and the way cards should work um, yeah. and like just applied them to this card. So I thought, of course you have to attack to keep the counter. Of course the counter get, of course you get the counter after you've completed your attack. It turned out I was completely wrong. Just play another um, attack and attack action and attack. Yeah, and attack for three. You know, yeah. straight off. Straight off, it's a Dawnblade. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the card is busted. In turn um, three, you're attacking for five. For like, yeah, you get it off. Like, yeah. Uh, so, the chain deck is so, like, accurate at being 50% of your cards are non attack action and the other 50%. Are yeah, I mean, it's not exactly like, 50 50, but well, it's it like. pretty much is. is yeah. Like, we were. We were experimenting with Tome of the Arc Knight, you know, to get an edge, you know, to yeah. sometimes be even faster. Because the only time you failed was like, like, basically the only time you failed is if you revealed the Art of War. Pretty much. And at which yeah. point you're like, oh, well, I guess I get that next turn and that's just as good, right? Yeah, sometimes you get that on attack action, on attack action, or the attack action, attack yeah. action. But most times it's you not just, that, yeah. like, yeah. most times, like, uh, like, it happened enough that it warranted including such a random card. Yeah. Right, and we're playing Sonata Iconics and all these other cards. Yeah. So, so it's almost guaranteed that you can always meet the condition of Dustblade to increase yeah. its attack every turn. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no turn where you basically don't. Yeah. So either you've got it in hand or you've banished it off the top of your deck. Basically, yeah. So what it meant is that with the new version of Dustblade, like when it got played in Chain Decks, people just slotted it in. And it basically meant um, 
that you could basically never get fatigued ever you, yeah. you could really you could just put it up to 10 and kill someone yeah. and that, uh, if they're not actively trying to stop you or race you then they'll never win yeah um yeah and i, I guess it's a bit redundant now but we did do a do a plus one that will be coming out shortly featuring dust blade chain so if you want to have a step through the world that never was um yeah. you can you can go have a look at that um and yeah obviously yeah it's a very powerful effect yeah, but I wasn't sure because obviously like Seeds of Agony is banned alongside it. Yeah. And this is a card that I wanted to see banned. Yeah. Um so throughout one arc Seeds of Agony was a card I wanted to see banned. I think I wanted to see something like Riftbind. Yeah. I, I I I said that in the past, um, during the Monarch season, that either Seeds of Agony or Riftbind need to be touched. Yeah. You know, either they need to be restricted in some way to two or one copies or, or banned. Um, because they were just far too powerful, you know, uh, absolutely too strong for the current level of power among the other heroes. Yeah. So um, I'm glad to see Seeds of Agony banned. I think as a, a card that was way too powerful. Yeah. Um, but Seeds of Agony is also nine non-attack actions that Chain plays, and Dustblade is a card that requires both non-attack and attack actions. And so... With Seeds gone, which is the main cheap non-attack action that Runeblade has access to, is Dustblade really that scary? Like, that's I what I was thinking, right? I think it is possible to fill the void maybe with um, yeah. some other Viscera card. Yeah. Something it's, like... It's, mm, I probably... There's not many, right? There isn't many. I probably... I think you like can there's go some other, There's some other Archaelics... Um, Oath of the Arknight. The, the new the Rune Blade card that's coming out as the well. The new one. Um, There's still not that many, yeah, right? The, create the Rune Chart one, the one that creates the Rune Chart. You can fill that, yeah. but it doesn't have Nat Go again on it. Yeah. Um, Mordrin Tide, I guess. Yeah, but there's a lot less that you can play from yeah. Blood Debt, which yeah. is one of the big so things that Chain yeah. does. So It means um, it relies on you having the non-attack I action in hand. don't think it's that insanely powerful uh, with Chain Minus yeah. seeds, but they like in my mind i think it was still very strong i think yeah I think it's, it's a the good same card i think you can still consistently keep it based on like one in four of your cards is non-attack action and you keep it and yeah. all your attacks are able to be yeah. played from the banished i think it's more meant to be a uh philosophical ban yeah. like they did with dread of brutality yeah. where it's not necessarily although the power level of this card is very high the power level that made them ban it. I think it's that they decided that when decks abuse this card, like when decks are really built for this card, they're just going to invalidate some number of strategies. Yeah. Um, and if that ever becomes meta-dependent, it's going to really skew it. So I think it's almost a preemptive ban. Yeah, they yeah state the card that they, never they didn't do enough testing and constructing yeah. for it, and it was just a rush into... Yeah. Into, like yeah that's very interesting how they were talking about it because um in the article how they say um that this slipped through the crack the cracks they added it late in development and they didn't test for and they didn't test monarch for classic constructed um though those cards um seeds of agony and Rift they were balanced for their limited yeah which seems really strange and you know i don't really feel like kicking a man while it's down but yeah i hope that they uh 
Kiss we do, Classic we do, constructed as the main format going a forwards. A bunch of devs that weren't on the team that would have been part of the testing as well. Yeah, they've only been like hired after, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm basically just from that. What I see is I want I want them to test Classic constructed as the as the as the main format because it's the format that we play the majority of the year. It's meant to be the competitive format. It takes the longest amount of time. It has sideboarding, so the strong decks are able to really skew up their matchups. So it's much harder to counter really powerful decks, yeah. um, as absolutely as you can in Blitz. And um, like, it's also like got the biggest prize pools, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I want them to see them test mainly for that format. And um, you know, secondly for Blitz, and I really think Draft and Sealed should be way down the priority list. I'm going to draft Aria maybe five five times, maybe ten. Um, but how many times am I going to play Constructed versus the best deck? Possibly hundreds, you know? If that deck ends up being good for longer than the Aria season, maybe thousands of times. So... For me as a player, I think Classic Constructed should be their main focus if they want to keep the game healthy and keep people invested. Because, you know, like even on top of that, like, cool, you've drafted your cards. Now where are you going to use them? You use some constructed formats. So the value of people's cards as well is tied towards the health of yeah. those formats. So, yeah, I think it really surprised me they took that approach at all. Yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, that basically covers it, right? Yeah, that's that's basically our thoughts. Yeah, hof- um, yeah. hopefully they've learned from their mistakes and they're, they're going to focus more on testing these cards and, you know, making sure weapons are not too powerful. Make sure they're balancing for constructed and not balancing for a semi-limited format. Yeah, yeah. Which is not what I think they should be doing either. I think yeah. they should be focusing on constructed and then, yeah. Yeah, and then trickle down, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it is hard, though, because, like, it's the same in, like, a lot of formats, like, even in, like, video games and stuff, people, um, I mean, like, League of Legends is a good example, where millions of people play this game, but very few people are pros, Yeah. but the game gets balanced around pros most of the time and not balanced around the majority of people's experience, Yeah. and it leads to, like, a disconnect. And I think it's the same in card games between limited formats and constructive formats. Where one is usually somewhat... It's hard to make a really good constructive format and a really good limited format. Yeah. You often have to make you know, sacrifices. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it turned out making seeds cost zero and riftbind cost one was good for limited, but... Very bad. Very them. bad for constructed. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else we wanted to talk about today? Nah, not really, to be honest. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers all the news lately. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess final thoughts for today. Really looking forward to opening some more packs and getting some more Aria cards. And Looking forward to cracking a lot, a lot of packs. Mm. Not as much as I would like and not as much as I last time. We don't have, we don't have a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, we've, we've, got some, we've got some cards. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, the, the artistically-wise, the, um, the cards of the set are gorgeous. Yeah. Like, just, I think, from what I've seen from the pre-release, the card quality 
is high, premium. I don't think we've ever seen better card quality in Flesh and Blood. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, Belgium are back. Yeah, Belgium first edition print, I, we must put in as well. Yeah, so I'm still the, the cards are stunning, and I'm super looking forward to getting more legendaries yeah. and having more having more cards available. Yeah, so I think with that we'll sign off. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks for watching. Yeah, see you later. We're back. Yeah, we're back, and we're gone. Bye bye.